Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This special report of the coronavirus update, we take you now to where Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York was speaking earlier today on his state's contingency plans and recommendations he's making throughout the state of New York. Don't fight the last war. This is not about it and do it afterwards. Let's be constructive, which is focusing on today and tomorrow. There's an old military expression that management officials use, don't fight the last war. This is not about what happened yesterday. We are looking at a new war that no one has seen before. This is a case of first impression for this nation. We have never fought a virus like this with this potential consequence. So uh, plan forward, plan forward. You see that wave? Try to reduce the size of the wave. Assume you can't reduce the size of the wave. And assume the wave breaks at a higher level than the hospital system can accommodate. I believe that's what's going to happen. So, what do you do? New York State hospital capacity, 53,000 beds, 3,000 ICU beds. Is that a lot of beds? Is that little beds? 3,000 ICU beds, presently about 80% occupied. Okay? So that means you have several hundred ICU beds available. Why are the ICU beds important? Because the people who come in vulnerable populations, older people, underlying illnesses, respiratory problems. They need the ICU bed. They need the ventilators. They need the machines that breathe for them. Those are the ventilators. They are in ICU beds. The overwhelming crush is going to be on the ICU beds, not the 53,000 normal hospital beds, because those are basically going to be people recovering from the flu. You can recover from the flu at home. If it's really bad, you go into the uh, hospital. They make sure that you are not dehydrated. But the critical people are the people who had underlying illnesses and need those ICU beds and those ventilators. 3,000 goes very, very quickly on any projection of these numbers. What do we do? Maximize existing hospital beds and hospital capacity. Potentially build more capacity. Again, we're only talking about several weeks here before that wave breaks. Potentially build more on the existing hospitals. Provide more staff. 
identify backup staff. That's why we're going to medical facility, medical schools, uh, retired nurses, retired doctors. Develop a reserve staff because healthcare workers will get sick. And when they get sick, they go home. You want to limit the hospitals, limit staff. That's the way you limit the hospitals. Find doctors who are on reserve and purchase the necessary equipment. What makes an ICU bed an ICU bed? Primarily the ventilator. These ventilators are expensive to begin with and they are scarce. And you can't find available ventilators no matter how much you're willing to pay right now because there's literally been a global run on ventilators. And free up beds that are in the hospitals. How do you do that? Uh, two ways. One, we may get to a point where you cancel elective surgery. You can have your hip replaced next month, not now. Uh, or develop a, another facility that you can move people from an existing hospital bed who don't need intensive care into a different facility. How can you build more hospital capacity now? That's a great question. It has never been done before. Uh, it takes years to build a hospital. Uh, it takes years to convert an existing facility into a hospital. Uh, it's billions of dollars. It's a workforce uh, in the thousands. But on the theory of try everything, an area that we have to explore is can you build more hospital capacity now? I'll get back to that in a minute. On the reducing density, slow the spread by reduced density. Uh, I've been talking to private businesses all across the state. Uh, I am asking them to aggressively consider work from home strategies. I'm asking them to aggressively consider voluntary closings to help reduce density as a social responsibility to protect their workforce. Uh, but I want private businesses to aggressively consider work from home and voluntary closings. Uh, depending on what businesses do on a voluntary basis, we could consider mandatory actions later on. We've already taken mandatory actions. No large gatherings over 500, 50% of legal occupancy of a facility. That is a mandatory way to reduce density in the workplace. I'm asking them today to voluntarily consider closings and reductions in workforce. Uh, if need be, we can calibrate up the mandatory requirements that I have already put in, in action. Uh, how do you calibrate it up? Rather than 50% of occupancy, it could be 40% of occupancy or 30% of occupancy, etc. I'm not doing that at this point, but I am asking businesses to aggressively consider these measures uh, if the private sector does not uh, respond voluntarily, if the spread does not slow, 
then I would increase the mandatory uh, guidelines. For New York State government, lead by example, lead by example, all non-essential personnel in the state are asked to stay at home from Rockland County South. That's about half the workforce of the state in that area. Uh, why Rockland County South? That is the area of highest density of the number of cases. Remember again, the number of cases varies widely across the state. You're calibrating your actions to the data, to the science. You should be doing different things in New York City than you're doing in a county upstate that only has one or two cases, right? This is a calibration by science to the facts. The New York State court system uh, congregates many people, uh, tens of thousands of people all across the state. I spoke to the chief judge. Uh, I asked her to come up with a plan that keeps the essential services operational, uh, criminal justice services, emergency family services, et cetera, the essential services available, but non-essential services actions that can be postponed to postpone them. Again, reduce the density coming into the court system. I'm asking private businesses to stay home. Uh, reduce the density coming into the court system. Don't jeopardize the criminal justice system. Don't jeopardize safety. Don't jeopardize uh, family integrity. Uh, but if it's non-essential, then postpone it and then come up with a plan that reduces the courts uh, to follow that concern. And you've been listening to Andrew Cuomo, New York's governor, speaking earlier today from Albany, upstate New York, on his contingency plans for containment of the coronavirus throughout the state of New York, recommendations that he is making to federal, state, and local officials there. As we continue, thank you for joining us on Coronavirus Update, your source for facts, not fear, and the latest news on the coronavirus.